Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 82. Starring Jimbo. And Fisher. And how are you today, Fisher? All good? Yeah, very good, thanks, Jimbo. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad at all, thank you. Um, welcome to episode 82, everybody. And um, we need to give the title of our podcast today. And just before we start, I've noticed that we've managed to colour scheme quite well today, Fisher. Uh, yeah, both dressed in blue. Uh, d- differing messages on our shirts. But but also uh, very linked, is, in a sense. Uh, linked to some degree. Uh, mine is a t-shirt I got given at uh, Freshers Week when I was a student. Um, my all residence. Um, it's got sort of a bit of a Boy Scout beaver look to it. Not that kind of beaver, I hasten to add. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's got some challenges on the back of the shirt as well that we have to try and complete on our first week at university. Very good. I don't know if you can see yeah. certain things there. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I'm not sure what it says on your shirt. Can't quite see that just there. Oh, save water, drink beer. So, yeah, just say very similar message. Very, actually. very similar Good messaging. Point. Yeah. So, yeah. to all the students out there, woo woo. Do you want to do that? Uh, to all the students out there, keep yourself inside for the next couple of weeks until yeah. you're legally allowed to go back home. <laughs> and then keep yourself inside when you're at home, and then um, get yourself back into uh, the hall of residence after Christmas and continue to spread the virus uh, and be blamed for absolutely everything. Of course. Uh, while the government has no appreciation for the sacrifices that you've made. So well, the unless keep up the good work. <laughs> today then, the um obviously we need to say what the episode title is today. The episode title today then is It's Black Friday, I'm not in love, slash I don't like Cyber Mondays. It's the first episode that we've got a mega mix. I mean I'm not Jive Bunny, but you know, we're not far off that standard. Are you ready? Well, let's listen to it. I don't care for cheaper shoes Gucci, Prada, Jimmy Choo Sales on ASOS or Boohoo It's Black Friday, I'm not in love I don't like Cyber Mondays I don't like Cyber Mondays I don't like Cyber Mondays I want a shoe Sales down. There you go. I don't. It's, it's kind of, of two songs of a, mixed into one there. Exactly. It's a bit of a strong statement to make, though. I don't like Cyber Mondays. I mean, it only happens once a year, doesn't it? Surely yeah. you can just grin and bear it and get on with it. <laughs> it's a bit, a bit like all these people who say, oh, I don't like International Women's Day because there's no such thing as International Men's Day. Except, aside from the fact that there is an International Men's Day, but, you know, just. But so it's, what? It's you very different. Let people get on with it's it. very different, though. I think the song refers to the, uh, the commercialization of of Christmas, I suppose, and the build-up to it. Uh, where I would say our message here on uh, the Waste of Web Space podcast is, especially during these current times, I'm not going to use that word that I mentioned last week, I hate everybody using, but try shop local. Shop local and support small businesses. Are there kind of maybe pubs or um, sort of like independent restaurants or bistros that you can get people vouchers for instead of, you know, rushing straight out to the big sort of chain pubs and so on, the spoons and all that, that are going to be absolutely fine. I mean, I've missed my spoons breakfast, I won't lie. Mm. But, <laughs> uh, or can you go and get like, you know, go to these sort of little local traders and crafters and cake makers and things like that and, and support them rather than going to the uh, bigger supermarkets and stores for certain things? Quite right. There's a new shop opening in Chapeltown, actually, isn't there? Th- there is there, um, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it's going to sell craft ale and spirits and what have you. And cigars. Uh, on Station Road. And cigars, yeah. Yeah. Uh, called Lardy Dar. Is that something we're going to st- so, uh, Is that something we're going to start doing having, as well as having a a, uh, a a podcast ale? Are we also going to have a podcast cigar? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to have a cigar, but uh, I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm going to light it. But I'm happy to sit there with a cigar in my mouth if need be. It'd look quite good um, with I the could... uh, with the moustache that you, you've got on the minute. Good point. After that'll be going on the uh, on the first of December, unfortunately. Yeah. So I'll have to enjoy it while I can. Obviously, so- I'll do that thing that you, when you shave. All men do it when they shave, don't they? Where it just kind of have the slight Hitler-style tash for you know a few minutes, just in the mirror. Everyone does it. Yeah. Go on. Or Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Or what? You, or all you do is shave half of it off, and then you do that Tommy Cooper thing where you try and turn, like turn around on the side, <laughs> and the moustache man on one side, and the non-moustache man on the other side. You can do the uh, comedy sketch by yourself. Time for breaking news. Have you got any Fisher? Not really. Not really done much this week. Not allowed, are we? So, yeah. You know, just sat home all the time. I suppose we've both got breaking news, though, in the fact that we are going to be um, doing a new little video short thing, aren't we, over the course of December? We are. So We are doing... Well, go on. You, you, well, it for, was your idea, so you can for, explain it more than I can. For those that don't remember, ten years ago, uh, I attempted to kind of do one video every day for Advent, you know, for the run-up to Christmas. And uh, it was just a bit of a short video, a different sort of Christmas item each day. So it could be crackers, angels, gifts, uh, Father Christmas, Santa Claus. It's the same thing I know. But those kind of things. And a, and a very short sort of three to four minute video each day. Me kind of rambling on about rubbish and putting a few sort of little sneaky jokes in there and so on. We even had special effects and everything, didn't we? Like we, uh, I, I kind of reenacted the uh, Corrie tram crash in one of the episodes because that happened around the same sort of time. So I thought, ten years later, we're going to redo it. But both of us are going to do it. Fisher's going to help me out as well because it nearly killed yeah. me last time. Because by the by the time it got to the twenty third of December, I had twenty fourth of December and twenty third, I had a really bad flu um, that was yeah. starting. And I, I, on the last episode, I'm laid down recording it. I was <laughs> not struggling that much. That was a terrible was, Christmas. Yeah, it was. It was a tribute to Rudolph Giuliani, wasn't it? Yeah, um, laying down doing your uh, video. So, um, but yeah. You, Obviously, you made yourself ill because of the pressure you put yourself on last year. So this year, you said to me, Fisher, why don't we both make ourselves <laughs> up for Christmas time? Let's do it together. So we'll be posting a very short video each day and giving shout-outs to people as well for those that want it. Um, so look out for that if you do follow our other stuff and so on. Uh, anyway, I think it's time to get drinks, Fisher. So are you going to go first? Uh, can do. It's not particularly impressive or uh, or exotic. It's a can of Moretti. Um, well, I thought it was quite good because it's got a man with a moustache drinking beer there. So I thought it looks a bit, lo- a bit like me. Um, oh, I, I have actually got a hat similar to what he's got. I don't know if I've got it down on the side of me or not. I think it's probably in another room. So, but nonetheless, uh, an Italian lager. Uh, I think brewed under license by the ha- uh, owned by Heineken. Um, so yeah, I'll have a have a, a drink of that. I suspect you've probably got something slightly more... Um, oh, yeah. Slightly fancier, some craft ale. For me, um, mine is more... Um, mine's very quite topical, actually. So it's the four horse... The four hop men of the apocalypse. So an apocalyptic beer during apocalyptic times. Um, it's from the beer Totally Brewed, which is based in Nottingham. And it is described as... Uh, let me try and find out for you. It's an award-winning flagship IPA, 5.2%. Um, just a bit about the brewery. At Totally Brewed, we like to pack our beers with flavour, you know, because 
I mean, that's that's the good. It's a good idea for for a beer maker to do that, I suppose. Our yeah. fearless approach to brewing means we are not afraid to look past traditional brewing techniques and have fun with gutsy flavour combinations. Uh, and this has been brewed using old men's slippers. I'm only joking. Uh, no, <laughs> this beer is totally brewed. So, are we ready for it? Yeah, so four horsemen. Uh, have we had this before? Look, do you like four the, the apocalypse? I don't think I've had this one before. This is brand new. Oh, I, I got it from um, Beer de Maison. Uh, beer de Maison. I've improved my French over the last week. Quite right. I mean, you've got the name wrong because it's called Maison de Beer, but never mind. Oh, <laughs> but <laughs> never mind. Okay. <laughs> nitpicking, just constantly nitpicking. Yeah. Um, I could, I, you know, I don't sit there nitpicking about your your studio that you're sat in right there. What's wrong with this? It's okay. Um, we might. Uh, you sound a bit like that um, film director. Did you see the film director this week? Go on. Um, who slagged off the person's uh, front room? Uh, Tristan. Excuse me. Tristan Shapiro. Yeah. Um, he, I think he would he directed Alan Partridge and some episode, uh, some series of the Peep Show and all that sort of stuff. And he was interviewing someone via Zoom for a part in a either film or TV production. And he'd not muted himself on Zoom, and the person sort of was setting up on Zoom. And he said uh, he said to the person who was doing the interview with, or it was said to someone at the side of him, he said, I'll tell you what, I feel really sorry for these actors, uh, some of these youngsters who you know, live in really rubbish houses. I mean, so. <laughs> I'm not sure, Jim, if you've got any comments on that from that terrible bedroom that you're in. Or... No, oh, oh, hang, hang on a minute, just just, just one, one second. Oh, I know, yeah. Just put, just put him on mute, yeah. I know, they need to get dust around, don't they, in Uber. It's great filthy, isn't it? Sorry, I've, uh... Same place as last time. So you can you hear me now? Yep. So, do you know what's quite amusing about yeah. the, uh, the person who, the, the young actor, yeah. uh, who had his front room slagged off? Go on. Turned out wasn't even his front room, he was in the hotel. <laughs> and he was treating that place like an hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying this, uh, it's my show and tell time, which I didn't really think of until it got quite close to the uh, podcast airing. So only maybe an hour ago I managed to find something. So here then is the item in question today. Uh, is that a jar of sweets? It's not a jar of sweets. Oh, it's 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 the kind of jar that sweets may normally come in by the looks of it. It is, yeah. Okay. It looks like it's looks like it's got a tit on the top of it of some form. It's not. I'll uh, just show you. Just give you an example. There's bits of paper in there. Little strips, oh, right, slips, okay. slips of paper. Lots and lots of them. Um, probably quite a few. Um. So it's that. That's that's the item. Okay. So this item then, there's two different things to it. It came off my desk at, at work uh, before the lockdown. Okay. I went when I went into the office to get my belongings uh, for the last time before lockdown, uh, original lockdown. I went and collected a bunch of things, and this was one of them. Okay. So the two possible things about this item: number one, it is full of horse as horse names. Okay. All right. Because it was part of the sweepstake that I did during, well, the sweepstake that I was doing for the Grand National. Um, we never really got it sorted because, but I, I attempted to start it, you know, and I made a special pot and everything for it. Oh, mm-hmm. number two, it's full of jokes. Little okay. jokes. Um, oh, so, so we are happy and satisfied with the fact that this came from your desk yep. before the lockdown. That's, that's, Undoubtedly, the case. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I I would like to know: Are you normally the person in your office who arranges sweepstakes for World Cups, for Grand Nationals, that sort of stuff? 
I've, I wouldn't say I'm usually that go-to person for it. I've done it before, but it's not always mm-hmm. me. Um, somebody else does like a, a Great British Bake Off one. Um, I don't tend to do that one. I think they've had Apprentice ones in the past, but because I, I don't really watch either, I've never got involved in them. But certainly, like World Cup and Euros and the Grand National, I tend to get involved in. I, I haven't. To be fair, it was the first time I was doing the Grand National for a while because nobody. Wa- I, I don't normally own up for that one. But can, can I tell was you it why? The first time you've done it in about a year. Sorry. Was it the first time you've done it in about a year. <laughs> I don't normally volunteer for that one, the the horses, because it's normally one of those touchy subjects, isn't it? Some people are dead against it and some people are all for it. So I tend to be quiet and then I just join in with that one. I don't tend to lead it, but because people were saying, oh, we need to get one going and nobody was kind of, you know, owning up and doing it. So I thought, right, I'll I'll step up and I'll I'll do one. Okay. But it never um... really materialised because it was just it, 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 something that never got ended up getting deal, uh, dealt with, to be honest. Uh, well, the Grand National was cancelled exactly. this year, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, I can't... Is the Grand National only the first weekend in April? Something like that? So it seems to me that you've you've started it quite early, so that's quite well organised. I'll, I'll be honest, in, in our office, it tends to be me that does some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I normally do the Grand National one sort of on the day before it's meant to happen. Yeah, well, but, yeah. people were saying it, and they were uh, they were they were kind of saying like, let's you know, can we let's have a plan to sort it? Because last time we tried to sort it at last minute, and we didn't sell any horses. So yeah. I I decided that I would, and obviously they don't always announce all the entries, do they? But the, you kind of roughly know which ones are going to be in it as right. time gets closer. So I started to prepare in advance for it, and then obviously that went was a waste of time in the end. But yeah, okay. Um, so the second one, uh, you've got some jokes written on there. Yeah. Uh, um, are these good jokes or the the usual kind of tat that we would use on this podcast? Probably the usual Christmas type of tat, really. I mean, it's up to you. I can I can read I, I, for for both of the examples. I can pick out and read you something if you want. Yeah, go on. Then. So I want to well pick out and read me what's on there. Let's let's say it's a horse. Okay. Bearing in mind, I did these a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. This one is every cloud. Every cloud. Okay. What's um? So what's that like as a horse then? I don't know because it's just on a bit of paper. I've got no idea. Just, just the name of the horse. Yeah, that, that was definitely ruining the Grand National this year. Every cloud. Yeah, it's quite relevant actually, isn't it? Yeah, wasn't that the name one of the horses got put down last year? It fell at the uh, at the third. No, I think the what? <laughs> I think there was a horse that got put down called something to do with cloud. I don't think it was every cloud. Right. Okay. Fair I think, enough. I think it was something different. Okay. Well, I think what you better do is probably just pick out another one and read the joke off it then, if that's okay. Okay. Obviously, I would have prepared something in advance. Are you ready? Yeah. How do you organise an outer space party? Uh, I don't know. How do you organise an outer space party? You plan it. Hey! So... Well, then, isn't that, uh, isn't that an amazing joke? So, I suppose my other question is, if it is um, some jokes that you've got there, mm-hmm. how did they become... How, why have you got them? It was a part of a um, a gift, a Secret Santa gift. Oh, of course, yeah. So you, Secret Santa, so I suppose if you don't know Secret Santa, you tend to pay about £10, something like that, and you go and buy something yep. uh, from Secret uh, what other What other Secret Santa presents have you had in the past? Uh, I've, I've had books before, like books with funny pictures in. I tend to get books, you know, not that I'm a big reader, but it's, they tend to be like fo- like funny books, like either joke mm. books or... Like, like pet, pets with Tourette's and that kind of stuff, where it's just yeah. got a picture of a, a dog saying fuck and all that yeah, sort of I've stuff. Yeah, I've had beer before in the past book. as well, like, uh, you know, like some, some nice beer. Yeah. Um, it's quite good. To, maybe, I was going to say maybe we should do a secret Santa, but there's only two of us. I think it's fairly <laughs> obvious as to who bought the present. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the stuff that I've had for Secret Santa or what I've bought. 
I once bought someone who was notorious for uh, turning up late to meetings. I bought him, bought him a watch, which I thought was quite, <laughs> quite amusing. Did he take um, it well? No, nah, it was only a fairly... It was like 10 quid worth of watch. I don't think he ever wore it or turned up on time to the meetings as a result. Um, so I'm, I'm going to make a decision, Jimbo. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that I think this is... I think it's too early to do um, your um, sweepstake for the Grand National. So I'm going to say that you've got some jokes. I've, I'm going to say that one of your colleagues knows your terrible jokes and therefore decided to give you a supply of even more terrible jokes to, come, to put in a little pot. Well done. Yeah, you are right. Uh, this is from a, my line manager at the time called Jen, who uh, decided to get me... And also in there, there were some scratch cards, which I did win right. a couple of pounds from. And there were some, like, sweets as well. Uh, you said it looked like a bit of a sweetie jar. There was a couple of sweets in there. But, yeah, basically, the, these jokes lasted me a, a whole year. Uh, I had a couple of them a week, and it lasted me a whole a whole year. Um, so do you want so, me to? Do you want me to? I've, I've just picked. I'm, I'm going to tell some more jokes for you, and I've just picked yeah. out the exact same one. So I'll <laughs> attempt to to do another one. So are you ready for this? Yeah. Here we go. So what did the zero say to the eight? Every cloud. Um, <laughs> no, what did, what did the zero say to the eight? Uh, where's nine? Nice belt. Hey. Next then. We've got, what do you call a fish with no eyes? <laughs> hey, well done. You got that right. Congratulations. Oh. Go on. Sorry. No eye fish. <laughs> oh, no, that's a deer. Sorry, that's a deer with no eyes. Isn't it? Yeah. How do you make a tissue dance? Um, oh, you... Oh, I don't know. How do you make a tissue dance? You put a little boogie in it. I mean, I'm just giving you a right answer sound effect then, rather than I should, you know. Uh, last one then, last one, okay. Yeah. So, sorry, just to point it out, Jimbo, I would yeah. expect you will get the right answer, bear in mind you've got it written down in front of you. <laughs> oh, this is quite good, this is topical, speaking of horses. What did the Clydesdale give the pony, uh, give the pony, why did the Clydesdale give the pony a glass of water? Uh, ooh, I, I, I don't know, why did the Clydesdale give the pony a glass of water? Because it was a little horse. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So, did you enjoy that, Fisher? Oh, that was very good, Jimbo. Well done. Uh, and I'm sure your colleagues have thoroughly enjoyed listening to some of those jokes throughout the course of the year. When you, when you said you used them um, for about a year, what exactly did you do with them? Did you just randomly open it at your desk and just read out a joke for people? Yeah, and then I had... And again a couple I, of times a week? Yeah, and I had another container where I put the ones that I'd done. And then at the end of the year, I put them all back into the original jar and uh, kept. I was going to know. I was going to sort of give them to somebody else to to use, and it was a kind of a bit of a pick me up kind of thing. It's a real good idea. So yeah, it was a. I, I don't want to throw them away because they're always useful, aren't they? You never know when you might need a, a good joke. Well, yeah. every Sunday for us at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we're if we're struggling a bit on the podcast at some point, can you just dip into there and take one out and read it out, please? So, for sure, you've got a feature for us now, a little quiz. Uh, I have, yeah. I mean, I'll just, I'll just wait one moment, so at the same time, I'm trying to multitask here. I'm trying to keep an eye on my fantasy football. England are playing in the cricket as well. I mean, it's um, 
it's a lot of stuff to be trying to keep tabs on and get on with. Oh, I've got my fan- uh, I've got a fantasy football team on ongoing as well. You're on the Premier League one. Uh, yeah, fantasy Premier League. Yeah. Oh, um, how are you doing? How many points are you on? This is this could this is good podcasting. This. How many points are you on altogether this week? Or to- all, in, all, in total? Yeah, all, um, in total. In total. Let me just have a quick check. I'm 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 surprisingly good at this for someone who knows very little about S- same, football. Same, same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm on 554 points. How about you? Absolutely no word of a lie. I am on 554 points. Oh, well done. Well, great minds <laughs> think alike. Oh, should, should we just shut up the camera? Again? Hold on. Can can you see that or? Can you? Can, yeah, that is good going, uh, isn't it? It is. I'm. I'm. I'm exceptionally impressed. With What's that. your team's name? Uh, uh, Fisher's footballers. Oh no, come on! Yours isn't called that as well, is it? No. Well, I thought you'd have thought of something else. Mine is Alan's deep bath. Oh, very good. Well, what's that got to do with Jimba? The footballer Alan. Ah, uh, so, okay. so you spelled Alan with two L's. Do you, do you want to know some of the ones in my in my uh, group? If there's any, there's not really that many good ones this time, to be honest. But there's a. Uh, the, I like the ones that play on footballers' names. Do you know what I mean? So we've got or, or managers' names. Uh, Lee Wallace has got has gone for Wet and Wilder. Yeah, I think yeah, that's the only one in that group. But then in the other ones that I'm in, uh, we've got. Keen as mustard. Yep. Social distin sun. Social distin yep. sun. Uh, Pope and glory. Uh, we've got Mario by Atelli FC. <laughs> That's good, yeah. Yeah. A few more because there'll be some more good ones here. Oh, uh, someone at the top of one of my work leagues is a sterling job. Yeah. Uh, M- and tonic. McGinn and tonic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sesk on the beach. Yep. Like yeah. 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 Top of the Clops, mm-hmm. Curl Up and Dyer, uh, Cle- uh, Cliche, is it Cliche and Collect? How do you say his name? Cliche and Collect, is it? Cle- what do you call Cliche, it? Yeah, Gail Cliche, and the former Arsenal left back, Arsenal yeah. Manchester player. Uh, somebody's yeah. gone with, similar to me, Alan, 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 Alan sort of thing. Uh, and someone at the bottom's gone for Netflix and Chilwell. Oh, very good. So good names, well, them, aren't they? Um, that could have been a feature. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah what have we got in ours? Um, one person, well... For a few years, I managed to convince my wife to call her team uh, Fiorentina Turner, which I thought was quite quite a good one. Uh, I would say that one of the lads in our cricket team, fantasy football, he calls his team Ajax Trees Down. I thought it was quite quite good. Um, so, yeah, that, 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 that's some <laughs> of the fun that we get uh, on that front. So, well done on getting 554 points thus far. We're going to have to set up his own league now. Yeah, just the two of us in it. Yeah. Us two and, da- and Daryl. Yeah, what's your current score for this week? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll then we can sort of say, say who's in front at the minute as things stand. Uh, I've got 12 this week. 27. 27. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm a pleasure I'm playing this week. Um, Well, I've still got four more to play. Oh, right, Five okay. more. One, two, three, four more to play. Well, I've got I've got a fair few left to play. I've got seven to play, I think. Oh. Well, there we go. Eight, eight, including my captain. So we'll see where we're at at the end of this week. We've just made a whole new feature up. Like exactly. Premi- so, check. People are not going to be interested in this, though. But anyway, for those that are interested in fantasy football, there you go. Uh, Fisher, let's get on with your feature. Sorry, that was a feature. I can't believe I just <laughs> tricked you into doing it. Um, so you did say yours was shorter is, this week. Well, I was intrigued, Jimbo, to look a little bit at um, the COVID vaccine. And I think there was something to do with it being... I'm right, I've not read a huge amount about it. But I think I'm right in saying that one of the COVID vaccines produced by AstraZeneca and Oxford University... Um, its dosage worked better when they gave you not as much of a dosage. I think it was originally 70% effective, but if they gave you less, it ended up being 90% effective. Um, and also, 
there is a vaccine that's partly made from is it made from chimpanzee feces that contains the you monkeying around body in it uh, no I, 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 I might be making this up but I'm sure that's what I'd heard um, which <laughs> did make me wonder where, whether you know when you go to Knowlesley Safari Park whether you've inadvertently if you check the top of your roof you might be uh, you might be immune <laughs> to the coronavirus because of it um, I'm just going to have a quick check as to whether or not this is part of the vaccine I've just googled the word chimpanzee poop uh, see what comes up Uh not which is yet, so I might have uh, I might have completely misheard that. No, I think I did uh, hear. But, I did, I've I've heard something that there is some some odd things within the the vaccine. Yeah, um, but so apparently it works better with a lower dosage. So it made me start thinking a little bit about uh, some of the things that effectively have been designed by accident, uh, as, as well as a general thing that um, you know this has been developed by scientists at Oxford University. So once again, as a country, uh, we are very very reliant on what's going to be done to us by a bunch of pricks from Oxford University. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, when, Pens- when Percy Baron Spencer was working on magnetrons, what happened? Did he notice that a piece of iron with some electrical wire around it was attracting metal to it and he'd inadvertently created the electromagnet? Or he melted a chocolate bar that was in his pocket and realised he'd invented the microwave? <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't know if I've heard this story before, I think. I'll be honest, I've never heard of it, so, um, I, I, think I don't I, know if you have or not. I, I'm sure that the invention of the microwave was, was done accidentally, or not quite as you'd expect, I think. Um, so I'm going to go with that one, although maybe I've completely made that up. I'm sure, I'm sure that there is something in that, but then the first okay. one sounds more advanced. So I'm going to go with the second one. Okay, you'd be correct, one well of them. Did he put a, yeah, a of, did he put a, like a, <laughs> did, did he put like a, a, a sort of curry in a plastic container in his pocket next? <laughs> he then had to invent the washing machine afterwards, he got chocolate all in his pockets that had gone everywhere. Um, but might, might be difficult to explain to his wife as well when he got home, but, uh, but there we go. Um, one, one thing that interests uh, something slightly interesting about a microwave is that, you read about that, I think a scientist who worked at, I don't know if he worked at NASA, but, um, and he was, there was a problem with, um, they're doing some like some monitoring, looking for extraterrestrial life and all this sort of stuff. And he realised at pretty much the same time every day, uh, there were some really strange infrared w- waves that were kind of getting picked up and microwaves getting picked up. It turned out that it was a fellow person who was on the night shift was cooking his tea in the microwave at the same time every night, and that was giving out these signals that were picking up and confusing him quite a bit. <laughs> so, so next up, well, uh, what I mean, appa- Doctor- appa- apparently they had they had an argument, didn't they, about you know about because obviously it was. They invented the microwave, but this one bloke was was saying, you know, well, it was me because I invented it because it was me that that melted the chocolate bar in my pocket, and the other <laughs> bloke was like, well, no, I was I was doing this research on it first. It's not me, you know. And anyway, the argument got really heated. Um, hey. but anyway. <laughs> Next up, uh, what did Doctor Spencer Silver invent whilst looking for strong adhesives? Was it the prick stick? People were generally impressed that the glue had been created, didn't stick to the inside of the tube, or was it the post-it note? He was impressed that he made an adhesive that could stick to paper without being removed, uh, that could be removed without marking it. So, and, and, and he thought, I'll tell you what, this is fantastic. I'll just uh, leave a note and stick it to my monitor as to something that I can do with this. Mm. I once, uh, I, I, I once, I once got my, uh, I, I once got some, uh, you know, a, a, a jar of glue mixed up with yeah. some lip balm, and uh, mm. you, you obviously can imagine what had happened. 
Uh, and, you know, my friend said to me, James, what happened? My lips were sealed. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell him anything. Um, so you're going back to your thing here, you're, you're saying that he either, he was surprised that the glue had stuck to the paper, so he kind of, that's how he discovered it. I don't know. Did remind me about the second one? Uh, so the second one is that it was impressed that he created an adhesive where you could stick it on the post-it note on the top of it, stick it to the paper, and it doesn't sort of... Yeah. You, you can you can take it off without, like, leaving a mark on there, can't you? Mm. Um, and obviously the first one, they got a glue, but it didn't stick to the inside of the tube, even though it was oxidised. So the the second one was basically about, like, the invention of a post-it note? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go with that one, I think. He invented the post-it note. Uh, congratulations, yes, he did. Have you done the coin flipping today, by the way, to decide which is going to be A and B answers and so on? Uh, I did a random number generator oh. on the, on Google search engine. Um, but yeah, I've effectively done that. So there might it, there might be all I can't remember how it's, how it's kicked out, but yeah, it could be uh, it could be quite a strange uh, pattern developing potentially. Uh, yeah, apparently he uh, ran out of post notes shortly uh, shortly after inventing them uh, and was unable to write down where he needed some more of them to get from, or whatever. So that, that, I, I didn't tell that joke very well. Did I? <laughs> Effectively, yeah, I was going to make a thing about, yeah, run out of post-it notes, but didn't have a post-it note to write it down on there. It needed more to get. But I think I think you get what I was trying yeah. to say. Um, next up, in 1930, Dr. Uh, sorry, Ruth Gaverson Wakefield created what in her kitchen? Was it beef burgers? She was short on food whilst she had guests and she had to put a burger between two slices of bread. And that was the first person to create beef burgers. Or was it chocolate chip cookies? She decided to add broken chocolate uh, to some biscuits, and this resulted in making chocolate chip cookies. Now I know this one, and the reason I know this one is because it's all already featured in the Waste of Web Space podcast, and I think oh, it, was a, it might have been a feature about cookies or biscuits or baking or something like that. And I did think when you told me you were doing this quiz, I remembered straight away what you know when you said I'm going to do a quiz about things that we invented accidentally. Chocolate chip cookies were the thing that that kind of sprung up in my mind. So I think. Um, I think I'm going to go with the the cookies. Yeah. Ah, well, you be, yeah, of course you're all right. Well done. I tell you what, I last uh, Sunday after the podcast, um, I ate way too much. You know, you know, you can get cookie dough, can't you? You know, like the ice cream yeah. type, a cookie dough sort of mm. thing. Um, and I had way too much of it. Um, absolutely, way too much of it. I overdosed. <laughs> I've given myself a symbol again. There we go. There we go. Oh. Yeah. Well done. Uh, next up. Uh, in 1938, Roy J. Plunkett was working on manufacturing refrigerants for fridges and air conditioning units when he ended up inventing what? Was it? He noticed he produced some small... Some, he noticed he produced some heat-resistant white powder and therefore invented Teflon. Or he realised that the pressurised gas used in fridges could also be used in aerosols. Good job of pronouncing that word right as well, to be fair. <laughs> does, look, does look a bit different when you're, when you're trying to read it out of piece of paper. Did, or, or is it C, he realised that he invented a hideout for uh, the British Prime Minister? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, am, I the, am I the only one who looks at Boris Johnson when he's doing his self-isolating thing and just wonder how rubbish his webcam is? <laughs> I mean, surely, if you look, he's not even got HD. He just sits there in front of some grey wall with a really faded old camera. I mean, have we not got better technology in this country for the Prime Minister to use? Um, so I I, um, I think with this one, the, the Teflon, isn't Teflon the, the sort of famous or infamous for being basically what, or, or not just Teflon alone, obviously I want to be careful what I say, but isn't Teflon the thing that's, that, that turned out to be quite 
bad for you and poisonous and it kind of there's a there's films about it and everything i I think it's is it Blackwater something? I, I don't know. Something like that. There's a film and it talks about how it's basically some of the chemicals that are in Teflon are in every living thing on the planet and have been seen to have caused certain illnesses. And there was massive sort of lawsuits and things like that. Is, is that the right Is that the right thing I'm talking about? Well, I think there's been a lot of people who've tried to criticise Teflon and sort of um, given it a lot of criticism and thrown a lot of stuff at it, but none of it stuck. <laughs> Oh, very good. Uh, I don't know. Are you not thinking about oil? No, no. Cigarettes? I think, I, it might not have just been Teflon alone, but I think it's a thing that what was originally in Teflon. Um, that it is the chemical that, or part of the chemicals that that make non-stick things and water resistance and things like that. It's in you know lots of stuff. But there's some really interesting films if you want to have a look. You know, there's, there's one that was out just a, maybe about a year ago or something, and it's a really interesting film about a lawyer who's taking on these these these, these big organisations and this one particular town that were really affected by it because of the chemical waste and things. like like that as well so um so so it's either the person who invented teflon or he 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 realized what was the second one again um that the pressurized gas using fridges in aerosols Mm. um so i reckon it is the first one uh and maybe that's why maybe if it was invented by accident they really didn't realize what were going into these things or whatever so let's go the first one uh well done you'd be correct got them all right so far again yeah. Well, yeah. I um I usually before I open the fridge, um I usually knock on the fridge door first. Just in case <laughs> there's just a, in case. Just in case there's a salad dressing. Hey. There we go. Thank you for you you put that one these, back in your jar. For these, are, these are these have been really good. <laughs> what did uh, what did um a pharmacist John Pemberton create in the eighteen eighties? Uh was it? It was trying to create a substance to help drug addicts wean themselves off cocaine and end up creating Coca-Cola, or it was trying to create a liquid to melt frozen material. We soon realised the solution created was antibacterial and effectively created bleach. Oh, okay. So I've I've got a feeling that Coca-Cola was created accidentally. Um, I think I'm sure I've heard that before, but it's not to say that this story is the particular true one or or whatever. So doesn't look doesn't look very drinkable, does it? Coca-Cola, first sight. No, you would have thought. Something black, fizzy. Uh, you know, it doesn't look to, particularly if, if you're used to drinking water, which yeah. is clear. Then all of a sudden, might you drink something that's a completely different colour to what you used to drinking. And then upgrade mm, to Guinness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, put a bit of sh- put a bit of squirt cream on top of it, and off you go. <laughs> um, I reckon it's the first one then, and it's Coca Cola. Yeah. Coca Cola. Yes. Well done. You'd be right. Um, how many have we got left? I think we've got four left by the looks of it. Uh, so in, in 1826, what did John Walker create when mixing chemicals? And it's not um, sort of spiced brandy. It's not Johnny Walker. I oh, right, okay. Johnny Walker makes... It's, it's not, yeah. nothing to do with him. Well, as far as I'm aware, anyway. Uh, is it he left a stick in the chemicals he had mixed to scrape them off? This resulted in, in, in him creating a match. Or he noticed a solution had risen when he returned to it Thus, he created baking powder. All oh, right, okay. So a match, as in like what you light a fire with? Uh, yeah, as in a box of matches to yeah light a fire with. And what year was this? Uh, this was eighteen twenty six. So yeah, hmm. you weren't around at that time, hopefully. <laughs> I oh, would they have been around in it? Probably about maybe. How would they have started a fire? Yeah, I don't know. 
Would matches have been around longer than that? Maybe matches might have been around longer than that, though. When was the gunpowder plot? Uh, gunpowder plot was uh, 1608, oh. 16, oh, I hmm. think. I don't know. Let me double check this. I might be... I could be way out. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say gunpowder plot 1608. Let me, let me know if I'm right, or, or if I go check the answer. Oh, do you want me to find out for you? Go on then, because you've got the symbols, haven't you? Yeah. So gunpowder plot. We, we're just we, are we having an, another a, a separate quiz in the middle of your quiz here? Yeah. Oh, so I'm yeah, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. All oh, right. Never mind. When was it? 1605. Okay. Not far off. Yeah. yeah. Far off. In that case, and I'm gonna go for the bleach one because I think matches might have been around a lot longer than that. So I'm gonna go for. Bleach. Uh, incorrect. He correct oh. the match. See, when I think about it too much, I end up getting the question wrong. Yeah, I mean, you could say that he met his match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're happy with that one, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, obviously, we all know that uh, Bleach was invented by uh, Donald Trump in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, why? Uh, what was Viagra originally designed to treat? Uh, when the inventor. Sorry for that delay. Sorry, not appropriate time. So I've just mentioned Viagra as well. Um, <laughs> what was What was Viagra originally designed to treat? Uh, when he no- when the inventor noticed it got some fairly distinct side effects. Uh, sorry, front effects. <laughs> uh, was it hay fever or angina? So, what side effects did they realise um, that it? That... Uh, well, it was a drug that was designed to treat either hay fever or angina. And I think. Oh, and that's when it invent- That's when it. That's when it. They realised it, it. What it also could do for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he said, "I tell you what, you're really liking these drugs, aren't you? I mean, honestly. <laughs> isn't on on the subject of Viagra? Isn't it? Um, not that it particularly affects either of us, hopefully. But uh, isn't it, hasn't it come down in price quite a lot? Isn't there something saying that when things are invented, um, you've got some kind of patent on it for twenty years or something like that, or mm. twenty five years? And after that, then it can just be used by the general market, um, and you don't get the same sort of licensing and price restrictions. So I think Viagra is a lot cheaper now because it's no longer just manufactured by is it ma- manufactured by Pfizer, mm. who were the first ones to do the COVID vaccine. Is that, is that right? Okay. Well, I so. could be wrong, but this is a, I, I, you know, out of all the questions so far, I think this is the hardest. <laughs> um, <laughs> so go on, on, Jim. I'll stiff up a lip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stick my neck out and everything else, and uh, I'm going to say that it the it was for treating angina. I think. Uh, yes, should be correct. I think it was something to do with trying to affect the blood flow or something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, obviously people realised sent it the was blood a, sent the blood to the wrong place. Pretty much, yeah. Um, for want of a better word. So, in the 1980s, what did a San Francisco ophthalm opthal- Ophthalmologist create. Um, do you know what an ophthalmologist is? Um, I have no idea. Something to do with your eyes? To do with your eyes, yes. Is it? Um, oh. It is, yeah. You don't get a sick sound for that, by the way. Um, <laughs> was it? It was looking through the side of a milk bottle that was made by hand with different thicknesses. This gave him the idea for very focal lenses. Oh, or yeah. It was trying to provide a treatment for being cross eyed and he invented Botox. So the other day, I went to. Sorry, this is unrelated, but I went to Meadow Hall the other day, and um, this is on Wednesday, no, Friday evening, half seven Friday evening, and I walked around, around Meadow Hall filming on my phone saying, look how look how quiet it is, and Christmas shopping at this time, it's brilliant, you know, 
this time this year Christmas shopping's brilliant because obviously everything's in lockdown and everything's uh, closed. Yeah. Uh, and I, I put a, a sort of caption saying Christmas shopping's brilliant. Everyone's getting stuff from Poundland this year. And then in brackets, I put actually I'm just here to get my eyes tested. And somebody <laughs> somebody replied. Uh, all right, Dominic Cummings. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, I'll give a shout out to Jade. Uh, Jade, by the way, she's called. I'm not saying she's called Jade, by the way. She's called Jade, by the way. And she hears that all the time, so she'll not find that bit funny. But I thought her joke was very clever, very funny. And uh, yeah, very witty. So give a big, big shout out to Jade. Uh, so either very focal lenses by looking through bottles of different thicknesses yep. or... Uh, try to... Um... Provide a treatment for being cross-eyed, uh, and the treatment end up basically inventing Botox. Right, okay. Oh, this is tough. I think it's going to be the v- very focal lenses one, I think. Uh, you'll be wrong. Oh. You invented Botox. So how did, he, how did that happen then? Uh, I presume he tried to inject something into someone's sort of face or eyes to yeah, hopefully cure the cross-eyed... Uh, nature of certain people and then realised that their face basically <laughs> wouldn't move as a result of it because it paralysed it. Oh, sure, thought, sh- tell you what. But but surely, uh, it, surely it was like it, it it wouldn't have been very good Botox, is what I'm saying. Um, how do you mean? Well, it would it wouldn't have been if if it was the first time it had been done. Like the Botox probably wouldn't have wouldn't have been the very you know, the the effect that somebody who wants Botox would have wanted. It might have been a bit of a bodge job sort of thing. Do you reckon? Oh. Uh, uh, Possibly, yeah. Because it, uh, they do say Botox is overrated and, you know, it'll never make the headlines. Um, hey. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I think initially um, when he showed the results that the person's face was completely expressionless. <laughs> so it worked quite well. Um, so there we go. Uh, next. Oh, well, hang on. Just, uh, just, I've, I've just swiped off Jimbo by accident. I've swiped me, uh, swiped me thing off. I've swiped me, swiped me app off. I've closed it down by accident. I can open it back up there. I know how to use the phone and everything. <laughs> Last question. Last question. What did Alfred Fleming invent in the 1960s? Was it what we nowadays call bubble wrap, but it was originally designed to be used as wallpaper? Or is it what we nowadays call memory foam mattresses? He was annoyed at his firm absorbing product that wasn't much used, so he punched it and then realised that it took the impact uh, quite well before slowly retaking its shape. Hmm. So it's either bu- bubble wrap or um, memory foam. memory foam, which is like, so this discovery, yeah, because that's what people sleep on, and you can have yeah. memory foam pillows and beds and things like that. Yeah. So with bubble sort of wrap, then sort of moulds to shape, but then sort of comes back to as it should be afterwards. Yeah, because uh, obviously, like you know, some countries are only saying you know they're really strict about the coronavirus and stuff this Christmas, aren't they? And they're saying you know not only can you not spend Christmas with certain members of your family in some countries, some countries take it to the extreme, saying that you know you can't even send gifts to each other. Um, but you can uh, send gifts in bubble wrap because uh, then they can be part of your bubble and all that kind of thing. So hey. that's that's a safer way of doing it. But uh, now um, let's go then with I think it's a memory foam one. Uh, you will be incorrect. Oh. Alfred Alfred Fle- uh, Fielding. Sorry, I don't know if I called him Fleming actually. Alfred Fielding and Mark Chavness did invent bubble wrap on purpose. But when they made it, they intended it for use uh, as wallpaper and not as packing material. However, their bubbly wallpaper proved very unsuccessful. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Um, imagine the kids, what kids would have been like around that. We stopped popping the walls. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because once you popped it, it's kind of lost all its effect, yeah. hasn't it? Proves to be unsuccessful. The two entrep- entrepreneurs then decided to pivot 
and market their products as greenhouse insulation. Uh, and then later, in the 1960s, uh, as protective packaging. So, there we go. Yeah. So, that was the end of that quiz. Did you enjoy that, Jim? I, think I did. did pretty I, well. I think I got maybe only three wrong, did I? Was it two or three wrong, maybe? Like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Happy with that. Thank you for that, Fisher. Um, and we're going to take a short break now. Um, we're we're going to have to apologise again, because we know we've had these adverts that Daryl's been sending us these last few weeks. Well... He keeps changing his jobs because they don't keep, they're not going that well, are they? So we've just got to make it clear that if anyone listened to the podcast last week, uh, and you heard Daryl does DIY, he's now stopped doing DIY. So please don't contact him about DIY, but he's, he's moved on to something else, hasn't he, Fisher? So here he is. Here's Daryl. Hello, it's Daryl, and I'm no longer doing DIY after a misunderstanding when a customer asked me to have a look at her back doors. I've got a new job working as a car mechanic, and I'm having a great time, although I'm still leaving myself open to the misunderstanding about the customer's back doors. Have you got a problem with your big end? I could apply some tender love and care in order to nurse it back to life. Have you had a breakdown? I'm your man. Although if it's a mental breakdown, then I'll sort you out in a few weeks' time when I'll be working as a psychologist. Would you like me to diagnose the cause of your flat tyre? There's no pressure. I can do anything, and yesterday's job involved fixing a couple of damaged horns. But after a bit of work, I was able to present my customers with some fantastic hooters. No job is too big or too small for me. In particular, I specialise in measuring your oil levels. So contact Daryl, your dipstick expert. Who knows what Daryl is going to be up to next week? Um, so on to, the, on to the news then, Fisher. Yeah, at least Daryl's working. Good on him in yeah. this difficult time. He's using his now, so he's going out, he's doing different things, and so good on the lad. Um, I'm not sure, by the way, I'm not sure how you're doing in fantasy. Have, have you got any fantasy football team, Jimba? Uh, I've got, uh, who have we got going? I've got, oh, I'm, I've got, oh, I've got Ward Prowse, who seems to be doing well. I think, oh. has he scored today? Uh, he's on scored nine. Scored and assisted. got, yeah, I've got nine nine points there uh, yeah. for, for Ward Prowse. Uh, Salah would be a big scorer this week. Oh, as I, I had him in. I, I used my free hit last week, you see, and I had him in my team. So, yeah, yeah, I'm on thirty at the minute. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm languishing quite a bit behind. You. I'm on eighteen at the moment, but I've got Bardi as captain to play oh. tomorrow against Fulham. So I think who'll be, who'll be captain this week? Salah. Salah got an assist. Twelve points. Yeah, got an mm. assist, and that was about it. But anyway, not too bad. This is return. So, what are we going then with news? What, what's, uh, what's going off? Um, oh, what start with the, going off? Do you want to start with the big news? Go on then. Maradona, absolutely, you know, such an amazing, gifted and talented individual. Um, personally, I thought the best work were Material Girl, um, but yeah, sad loss to the world of music. Uh, no, so, no, you're wrong, you're wrong. Maradona was a football player. Oh, who am I well, thinking that, of then? I think you're thinking of Madonna. Oh, okay. Um, who was in Evita and various other things. Right. Um, obviously, there is a, there is a connection there in terms of country, but um, yeah. Maradona, well-known football player, uh, pretty much single-handedly knocked England out of the <laughs> 1986 World Cup. Single, that was an unintentional point, too, when I said single-handedly, by the way. Yeah. Um, knocked England out of the 1986 World Cup. Uh, he died this week. Uh, there has been a three days... Three days of national mourning in the country oh, in, where he's adored the most. Oh, in Argentina? Uh, no, Scotland. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, he's been 
uh, obviously he's been he, he passed away. If you've watched, I've never it, it, we're too young to have watched him play uh, live. I think because he was he went out for a 1994 World Cup, didn't he? Mm. Um, failed a drugs test. I think that's probably kind of the last his last sort of playing days. Really, uh, I think we we're a bit too young to remember him from there. But if you watch what an outstanding player he was at the time, um, as I say, quite out. Quite, I mean, this thing with the hand of God. How did the referee not notice? How did the referee not think? Hang on, that little player who's like five foot five <laughs> has managed to out jump a goalkeeper with his outstretched arm. And I know Maradona had big hair, he had that big cushiony hair, but how did he manage to? But the other thing as well, though, are we not slightly impressed that he actually managed just with his hands to push the ball over the keeper and get it into net? I mean, it takes quite a bit of skill, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's other sports he could take up, do it playing that like that, I suppose, or could have taken up. Um, yeah. I, I even saw that. You know, I, I don't know how true this is, but allegedly some funeral directors uh, had taken selfies with him. I don't know if you've seen this. And that's... Yeah, I did. That, I, I don't know how true that is, but... And also then the news that apparently those funeral directors have uh, not ended up in a very good way, as in a couple of them have ended up being killed. Is that is that true, or is that just something that, that is rumoured, or...? Uh, I've got an alibi for the whole thing, so there's no point <laughs> asking me um, as to quite what went on. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd seen the things about some of the... Um, funeral parlor workers having selfies with him I didn't hear any any further bits about it as to whether or not they'd um, been killed as a result of it but I think he was much revered and a, a real um, yeah. legend in, in Argentina yeah worshipped pretty much wherever he went I don't think we've got any sports particularly like that really anymore um, I think if you're if you go to India and you see Sachin Tendulkar a well known cricket player there it's probably a similar kind of thing uh, maybe David Beckham was the closest we've had the closest yeah in the last few years. Thinking, yeah probably Beckham not, not, yeah, so not to say Beckham was an amazingly good player, albeit was a good player, um, not quite in Maradona and Pelé and, and Messi's league, but in terms of having that sort of appeal to people. So very, very, there we go. Very, very sad. Um, but at least we're having Marcus Rashford rising up and having a, a, an appeal, but in a in a different sort of way. You know, yeah. um, he's, he's not a bad footballer at all. Um, people might not say he's the, one of the best footballers we've England have ever had, but. He's certainly uh, in, in terms of the way he carries himself and all that. So that that you know that's that's a good good way for for footballs yeah. to be going forward, isn't it? Yeah, um, and obviously if you are a football fan, then you may be able to go back into the stadium fairly soon. Yeah, have you seen that? I, I've seen. Uh, yeah, if you live in tier one, I think you have up to four thousand people in your stadium. Um, if you're in tier two, then up to two thousand people. Uh, obviously, it creates a bit of a a bit of a mismatch because there's certain clubs in the Premier League, sort of Newcastle, Sheffield United, Leeds. Uh, who can't have any fans at all? Yeah, I mean, as soon as as soon as uh, Sheffield comes out of Tier Three and into Tier One or whatever it is for allowed to be allowed football fans back in stadiums, there'll be plenty more tiers. Um, <laughs> as a result of that, I'm afraid if if you are a, a fan of any of the football Sheffield football teams at the minute, um, yeah, there'll be plenty of tiers because it's not going so well, is it? I think we're both struggling for for wins and points, are we? Aren't we, sir? Pretty much. I had someone say they watched Sheffield Wednesday play yesterday. It was the worst game they'd ever seen in about 20 years. <laughs> uh, a nil-nil draw again. Yeah, you know that thing? The, there's something, I'm, there's something I uh, I refer to as new manager syndrome that normally kicks in when you get a new manager and you have a great good spell of games and wins and so on. Absolutely yeah. non-existent in this occasion, on this occasion, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what yeah, happens, shall we? Uh, exactly, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, it's great news if you live, uh, if you're one of the London clubs, for example. Um, you can have some fans back in the stadium so great news for Tottenham great news for Chelsea great news for Fulham great news for West Ham in fact mm-hmm. uh, some West Ham fans have already been singing, singing 
we're forever in our social bubbles. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, so there we go. So, well, and obviously, sure. we are talking about the tiering system. So we had a tiering system. Uh, there are a few places in Tier 3, uh, South Yorkshire, Manchester, Liverpool, uh, I think parts of the North East as well, uh, parts of West Yorkshire. And then Boris Johnson said, let's have a national lockdown circuit. He didn't want to say circuit break, because Keith <laughs> suggested a circuit breaker. So he said, just have a national short, sharp lockdown for four weeks. Yeah, I know it's two weeks longer than we would need if we'd done it a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, it's <laughs> four weeks, and we'll try and improve things. We'll try and get things better ready for Christmas, and we'll try and improve things. Uh, so we've come out of the full-scale lockdown, and now we've got about half the country in Tier 3, as opposed to uh, what we had before. And basically, in Tier 1 is just the Isle of Wight and Cornwall. Um, so not quite sure what that tells you. And they've even, maybe... they've even changed the rules, haven't they, as well, so that now... Uh, in tier three, you can't even go to a pub now and have food. I think in tier three before, could was it the case that you could have food in tier three before? Um, yeah. But the full lockdown meant you couldn't. But now tier three, now you can't have food in a pub at all. Pubs aren't open. Uh, tier yeah. two, they've had they've had a bit of a change as well, hasn't they? In the sense that now you can only uh, you have to leave apparently in tier two. Leave the pub once you've finished your food, once you've had your yeah. meal. Uh, so tier two's kind of got more strict as well. Uh, I saw a picture that someone had posted online of a pub who had, um, it was probably obviously made up, but a pub who put a, you know, like real ale and draft, the draft ale sort of um, mm. sign that they have on the on the front of the beer pump saying um, yeah. substantial meal. <laughs> yeah. So they were serving Pines. pints of substantial meals, yeah, which I, fa- I found yeah. quite funny, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. imagine what it's going to be like, though, when they do let people go back to pubs and, and this, they were saying that one of the other rules that have changed is that so pubs will have to stop serving alcohol at 10 but you get an hour to finish your drinks 9.59pm can I have 49 pints please <laughs> imagine all the people in the pub who would be trying to you know drink as much as they, it's going to be the craziest hour ever the people are just going to line them up aren't they I remember going to an event a few years ago um, I don't know if I told you about this but it was, it was, a, it was terrible it really was was it another Sheffield Wednesday match no, no, no. It was worse than that, I'll tell you. Even and it, this was going to place definitely as a new manager, by the way. But um, and we turned up. There were about probably two hundred and fifty people at this event, maybe, and there were only two or three people working on the bar, and everyone turned up at the same time, and just couldn't get served. And throughout the night, they just didn't have enough beer. They kept running out, didn't have any change, didn't have anything, and, and getting served was so difficult because well, yeah, without that being funny, you got loads of people there. And it gives me so much when you go to some of these events that they don't just have people serving drinks and getting drinks out to people. The markups you get on selling drinks, mm. and that's what people want to do. They want to just get drinks. So all you could really do is they had an offer on getting pictures of pictures of lager or cider. You just have to buy four pints in one go. <laughs> Take the jug back to the table with you and drink it out of that. That's all you could do. So terribly run. But the, the very frustrating thing was that um, also in the at the same on the same night was a wedding in one of the other rooms and I just felt so sorry for the person whose wedding it was in case they had the same experience that we had I mean that would be so so unfair I mean, um, and so unfortunate coronavirus has, has been this you know it's causing all sorts of people you know with restrictions and everything uh, to have to change the the life and what they're doing and you know missing out on the hobbies and so on I don't know if you saw but 80 people um, were found not social distancing at a swingers club in New York <laughs> Really? <laughs> just just the other day. Um, and the, the reason the police found out about it is because they heard loud music coming from the swingers club, which was being played so that the, you couldn't hear the, the sex noises. 
Um, so that kind of alerted the police to it. Now, when the police set on the way there and the uh, the, the sirens were going, uh, that caused a premature evacuation in the swingers club. <laughs> And, <laughs> and you know, the first couple of police, you know, who got there on the scene um, realised this was serious when they they heard, you know, they heard screaming and loud noises and, you know, really unusual noises. And they realised that's when the situation had climaxed. So uh, they called for backup. Um, but anyway, all I can hope is that they disinfected the keys when they put them into the bowl. <laughs> you know, bowl of disinfectant or something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously we were commenting uh, recently that uh, there was an incident in Sheffield where two police officers um, turned up to someone's house <laughs> and uh, they saw them playing golf and joined in playing golf. So it's a good job the same police officer didn't turn up to this swingers club and also wanted to do the same thing. So good point. Want to get involved. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there we go. Um, a very, very strange story. I mean, I, I suppose a lot of these people uh, were taking safety precautions and fair, a fair few of them were wearing masks at the time, yeah. but they've been doing that for years, to be fair. So. Yeah. There we go. Um, uh, what else has been going on in the news? Uh, should we talk about England? Uh, the cutting foreign aid. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of um, points being cut, and uh, you know Sheffield United lingering at the bottom on one point, and Sheffield Wednesday, uh, you know, not not doing too well either. Uh, should we talk about the the cutting foreign aid? Yeah, uh, the Conservative had a manifesto pledge that was that we're going to spend 0.7 percent of our GDP on foreign aid, and we decided to cut it already uh, less than. When was the last election? It was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Election. So, yeah, within a year of being elected, they've already uh, gone back on their... I wonder what convenient uh, excuse they've used. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I suppose it's... Uh, what does interest me is that's how they treat people from uh, overseas countries, but I suspect it probably won't be long before they treat people in their own country with the same contempt. Exactly, um, yeah. To be fair, to be fair, Rishi Sunak uh, did quite clearly come out and say, look, the situation is we used to give 0.7% of our gross domestic product to overseas aid. We've reduced that to 0.5%, which is a difference of 0.2 percentage points. However, the good news is, because our economy is functioning that badly, that 0.2% of it isn't that much anyway. <laughs> um, oh. Obviously, he hasn't said that, I hasten to add, but that uh, would be something that would be quite feasible, given uh, that I think... I was reading that uh, apparently we have one of the high... Well, per, um, per capita, we've got one of the highest death tolls uh, in the developed world. Uh, we have also spent more money trying to fight it, uh, and also I think we've possibly got less bed space in there, so something along those lines. I think if you look at the amount of um, money we've spent to try and combat the crisis and the actual effectiveness of it, uh, it is quite grim reading. It, isn't one uh, of the on problems the that they built these new hospitals, um, these emergency, sort of, you know, the Nightingale hospitals and stuff like that, and then they realised we haven't, we haven't, we actually haven't encouraged enough people to go into nursing over these last 10 years, you know, where we've been cutting the nursing bursary and uh, making it quite difficult for student nurses, you know, who, who kind of work for free during their entire, um, you know. So they, they've they've not really made it very appealing uh, roles to go into, have they? So they've been... So although they've got these these spaces, these hospital spaces, they haven't actually got the staff to man it. And I think, you know, I think that's one of the issues, mm. isn't it? So um, anyway, um, moving on just um, to... Yeah? Well, no, I was just going to say that uh, obviously one of the key employees uh, in naming these as a Nightingale Hospitals was the hope and attempt Florence Nightingale out, <laughs> out of retirement. retirement to work in there. <laughs> out uh, of retirement should... and out of the grave. So yeah. not only are the Conservative government working working as to the grave <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> pensions and so on, they also want us to work, continue working when we're in the grave as well. 
Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the, the, the ungrateful bastard didn't even bother to uh, come and work for us, apparently. Never mind. <laughs> Florence um, What I do want to mention, to, find, to finish with, is that a, a woman, I don't know if you saw this, um, smashed £500 worth of bottles of wine in an Aldi in uh, Stevenage. Um, 500, 500 yeah. bottles of wine? There's a bizarre video or pictures of her just, just sort of going to the shelves and just smashing bottles all over the floor in this, in this Aldi. Um, in Stevenage, and you know, I think you know it was some of the some of the papers that picked this up were typically the papers that like to, you know, demonise people and so. And I think it's important we remember not to do that. You know, this woman could have been going through anything. It's important that she wasn't keeping it bottled up. Um, obviously, the <laughs> wine wasn't being kept bottled up either. Uh, it's worth pointing out. Um, but and the staff, to be fair, you know, they tried to calm the situation down. They saw all this, you know, they saw all the sort of you know wine and and red wine and everything sort of all over the floor. So they started chucking oranges and lemonade on it, and that just made the woman sangrier. Um, but anyway, um, should we move on? Well, no, obviously she knocked a lot of red wine onto the floor, <laughs> so it in red wine, so they had to put some white wine on there to try and help clear it up. I was thinking <laughs> this. I I'd, 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 I'd spilt a little bit of uh, Belgian blue yesterday, um, right. which which is the same same sort of colour as red wine, uh, if you've seen Belgian blue. Um, yeah. I was wondering, do I just chuck a farmer's blonde on it to get, <laughs> to get out of the coffee? <laughs> I thought I'd just go get a bottle of farmer's blonde and chuck, chuck that on. Will that help? Anyway, never mind. Uh, the, I, the same thing happened to me once, actually. I, I did the same thing in Marks and Spencer's. Uh, chucked 500 quid worth of wine on the floor. Um, I was just taking it out in basket, trying to put it on checkout and just drop the bottle. So, <laughs> one of those things that happens, unfortunately. Okay, so, uh, Fisher, it's been Black Friday, and I thought that I would do a different type of little quiz today for you. Um, a bit like a higher or lower type thing, okay? So welcome to Jimbo Wilmshurst. Higher or lower, slash the price is right or wrong on Black Friday and Cyber Monday weekend. I hope you're all doing okay. Nice to see you to knit, see you nice. All that. Are you ready to go, Fisher? Yeah, but I can't just point out, it's quite evident that you really miss being a radio presenter. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, playing those jingles. Yeah, I can tell you're absolutely loving that, sort of playing <laughs> jingles, doing the quizzes and all that sort of stuff. Right. What I've got then is I've got 20 items um, that are historically... Um, weird Black Friday items, okay? And I've got some prices attached to them. Now, they're not all necessarily the price that they were on Black Friday because it depends how, you know, whether they, they were reported on being the, the price that they actually are or the sale price. But these are all items that did feature in a Black Friday sale, okay? So what I've got here is I'm going to read each one and I want you to give me the price. And what do you think? Do you think if you get within £2 of it, either way, I should give you like a bonus point or whatever? And I want to kind of keep score if I can today as well and actually try and keep score for how well you do. Is that all right? So... Yeah. You'll get a you'll get a score for if you get the price the higher or lower, right? And then you'll get an extra point if you get within two pounds of the actual price. Is that okay? Okay. You've also I got mean... some you've also got some extras as well, okay? So your extras okay. are I want you to be able to name the item out of all of these twenty items, one of them's made up. So at the end I want you to 
I want you to think about which of these items I've made up. So maybe as you're going along, make a note of something that you think doesn't sound real. And at the end, you can decide which one you think doesn't sound real. And then I also want you to pick out an item that is real, but it's no longer on sale. So one of these items is no longer on sale. Okay. So there's only a, there's only a few things for me to think about them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. Okay. Are we ready? Uh, by the way, yeah, um, there's nothing over a hundred pounds on this list either. Okay. So just just to give you an idea of prices. So your first. Are, yeah. Are, are the prices all sort of rounded to the nearest pound? Yeah. I I, I had to yeah. change. I had to uh, transfer them from American dollars as well. Um. So right. in in English money. Are we ready then? Okay. So yeah. your first Black Friday sale item was a Nicolas Cage cushion. Basically, a cushion with Nicolas Cage's face on it. Um, how much do you think that was? Obviously, you got no higher or lower points. Uh, lower points, just lower, lower points to score, yeah. But how much do you think it might have been? Okay, a Nicolas um, Cage cushion. Now, obviously, it had got Nicolas Cage's face on it. But obviously, if it was from that film Face Off, then <laughs> think, could you change it and was it, was it John Travolta? John Travolta's face <laughs> yeah, have John Travolta's face on there. Yeah, so, if, if I was up on Nicolas Cage films a bit better, I'd have worked that joke in a bit, <laughs> uh, a bit more seamlessly. But never mind. Um, how big was? Did it say how big the cushion was? I think know, it was or? kind of like a standard sort of size cushion, really. So ooh, I'm going to say square rather than a pillow. Yeah, I'm going to say eighteen pounds. Eighteen pounds, and unfortunately, I can't give you any points for anything there uh, because we didn't have a higher or lower part for that one. But also, you didn't come within two pounds. Twenty-three pounds, not too far yeah. off. Decent guess. Yeah. So next, then a frog urinal game which is basically a kid's urinal that fits on the wall and you pee into the frog's mouth, obviously for boys. Uh, is that going to be higher or lower than a Nicolas Cage cushion, first of all? Um, I think there's a few, there's quite a few bits there, so I think it's going to be higher. You think it's going to be higher? You would be wrong. It's lower than the uh, £23 of a Nicolas Cage cushion. Uh, but how much do you think it is? Now you've got a bit more of an idea how much you could go with, so you know it's going to be lower £23, but can you get within £2 of the actual price? I'm going to say it's £13. £7. I think that might have been the sale That might have been the sale price as well, yeah. Next then, a troll headpiece to for be, it. Yeah. To, to be honest, I think buying that, you're just chucking your money down the toilet. <laughs> Next then, a troll headpiece for a dog. Um, so if you've seen, if you've ever heard or seen of the recent troll movies by DreamWorks, it's basically the hair of a troll that you can put on your dog. So is it higher or lower than £7? Um, I roll on seven quid. I'd have thought that would be. I thought that'd be higher. Seven pounds, surely. Wrong. <laughs> no, it's lower. So, can you get within two pounds? Uh, well, I'm going to say it's. Well, I'm going to help it. I'm going to say five pounds. Well done. Uh, four pounds. There you go. Okay. So you you managed to get yourself one point. Okay, so okay. far. I'll- out of a possible how many? <laughs> I'm not sure at the minute. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, number four, little plastic dog back-end magnets sold by Urban Outfitters, and you got a set of six. A little plastic so, dog back-end magnets? Yeah, higher or lower than four pounds. Like uh, mag- like fridge magnets of dog's back-ends that stick out from the fridge. Ah, uh, right, sorry. I thought, you, I thought you meant a magnet that you put in your dog's back-end and it sort of sticks <laughs> it to something. Uh, I'm going to say it's, it depends how many you get in a pack, but it doesn't sound very expensive. Six. But it must be higher than must be higher than four quid. Yeah, if it's six in a pack. So what are you going to say? Higher or lower? Higher. Higher. Well done. And how much do you think exactly? Can you get within two pounds of the right price? Uh, I'm going to say twelve pounds. Six pounds. Okay, so no points for that one, but well done. You get in there now. Next, then. Um, 
So, multicolour toilet nightlights. Make your toilet bowl glow any colour you like. Is this going to be higher or lower than uh, the f- the four pounds? I think I said that wrong anyway. No, no, the, well, six, the six pounds, sorry. Higher or lower than the, the six pounds we just had. Well, I think if you... I think if you buy this product, Jimbo, you're just chucking money down the toilet. Um, <laughs> I, do you know you've already used that joke? <laughs> I do know I've already used that joke, yeah. I'm hoping you've got some more toilet rate things so I can use the same joke again three or four times. Uh, I'm going to say that's going to be more than, so, more than £6. Pounds. More than £6. Pounds. Well done. You're correct. So you've got three points at the minute. Can you get within £2 pounds of the actual price, sir? How much do you think multicolour toilet nightlights were that made your toilet bowl glow any colour you like? Same as last time, you say it's £12. £12? Nah, you're wrong. £8. Really? Yeah. Someone get some bargains here. There's some ideas for you for Christmas, for sure. Next, then. Uh, so, a 9-inch Yoda nutcracker. Um, 9-inch Yoda nut. So, presumably, it cracks your nuts. Um, mm. He's basically Yoda uh, wearing his Santa outfit. Yeah, higher or lower than uh, £8. It's going to be higher, I think, isn't it? Well done. I mean, I'd like to do a Yoda joke here, but I think I told it last week, so I'll probably not. I think, um, think you did, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so how much do you think exactly then? Uh, I'm going to say pounds 12, is it? How much? Uh, £12. You're saying £12 again? £12 again, yeah. I'm just, I'm, until we get £12, I'm just going to bother <laughs> saying anything else. No. 29 quid. 29 quid? For really? Yoda Nutcracker. That's crackers. Nine inches, though. So there not bad, yeah. So, Nice to show off Yoda. <laughs> Nine inch with some nuts, of course. <laughs> uh, next then, uh, build your own twerking robot kit. Lower or higher than £29 for the uh, Yoda Nutcracker. Yeah, build your own ro- twerking robot kit. Well, I think it could, could go one of either, a couple of ways, really. I mean, it could be really good, or obviously it could be really rubbish. Now, I think... I think it's going to be a bit rubbish and not very good, so I'm going to say it's going to be less than less than the price of the Yoda. Well done. How much do you think exactly? Uh, I'm going to say I'm not going to say twelve pounds. Although you've got a grin on your face that suggests it might be twelve pounds. Yeah. I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to say twenty-four quid. Nah, nineteen pounds. Okay. Next then, Harry Potter Triwizard Cup replica trophy. Higher or lower than £19 for the twerking robot kit. So just a trophy? That's not... Mm-hmm. I can't say... Harry um, Potter Triwizard Cup replica trophy. I... Well, I'm, are you a Harry Potter fan at all? Have you read the Harry Potter books? Um, I'm not particularly a Harry Potter fan, although I do have the Harry Potter box set sat on my desk for some reason. All right. And I think that's basically down to the fact that um, I needed something to prop up my iPad at some point, so I found that. Um... I, I, that does. It doesn't sound like such a good. I mean, to be fair, it might just have appeared there, your Harry Potter DVDs. But I think that I can't. I can't <laughs> see that the Triwizard Tournament trophy replica would be that impressive. So I'm going to say lower. You're going to say lower no. than the lower. Uh, than the build your own twerking robot kit. Yeah, you'd be wrong. Uh, next then, uh, a oh no, we need to guess how much is well, it going to be. Guess the price. Yeah, how much price. is it going to be? The Harry Potter Triwizard Cup replica trophy. We know it's more than nineteen pounds. I'm gonna say twenty-five quid. And you would be incorrect. Sorry. It is actually thirty-eight pounds. Next, then, Christmas-scented dog poo. Lower 
or higher than the Harry Potter Triwizard Trophy, which was £38. Christmas centred well, dog poo. Uh, well, I think you probably need to give a few more details as to what that is. It's it's dog poo centred like Christmas. You know, like you get scented candles. It's it's dog poo that's been centred. Well, it's fake. Well, it's probably fake. Obviously, it's almost fake turds you I to get. I don't know. I, I don't know. It just says Christmas centred dog poo. I think I don't know if it had been fake, but I think it was more than than like a spongy type thing. Well, you can't. Well, it's not really. Might have been like gunge or something. You know what I mean? That kids well, sort I'm of gonna, slime that you get. I'm gonna say lower. You think it's lower than uh, than the Harry Potter Triwizard Cup? Um, trophy yep okay and you would be correct well done how much if the trophy was 38 pound can't be much can it i'm gonna say seven quid nope 35 pounds 35 pounds 35 pounds next then centered workout enhancing gel that causes you to sweat more so presumably burn off more fat Higher or lower than the Christmas-scented dog poo, which was £35. Okay. Uh, there was a five-star review on this from a Mr. Prince Andrew, wasn't there? <laughs> um, That's it. <laughs> um, I, makes you sweat. I, I don't think anyone wants to sweat more, so I would say that that is, I just said, lower. So you think it's lower? Well done. <laughs> £20. Fun. So I, uh, I, I need to. I need oh, to guess it. I've already given you. I've already given you the thing, Anta. Sorry about that. I'm going to say nineteen pounds. <laughs> Next, then a half torso pillow. Uh, so it's like a pillow with an arm that you can lay on for it. So it's got like a hug type ten- sensation. So it's like you're laying on the arm of a loved one, or you can wrap the arm around you. Yeah. So it's basically like a boyfriend pillow uh, or a girlfriend pillow. Yeah. Higher or lower than twenty pounds. Um, I think higher. I think that might be quite valuable. I think people might want to buy this. Okay. Because as well, I think it might it might be popular for both 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 parties in the relationship because someone obviously gets hugged and the other other party doesn't have their arm crushed um, by someone staying on top of them. Uh, Jimbo's heading off, obviously. So I'll tell you what, I'm glad eventually he's gone um, at last. Is is he going to get this very pillow out or not? Sorry, I just went for a hug. Okay. <laughs> um, and to just the light. I don't know if you noticed. No, not particularly. Um, I'm going to say that that is more than £20. So how much then? Oh, well, uh, sorry, you say more, first of all. Yeah. Uh, hold on, let me, I've lost my place here. Right, okay, correct, well done. So how much then? It's above £20, we know that. I'm going to say £28. Oh, no, £22. £22. Next then. A can of unicorn meat, higher oh, or lower than higher or lower than twenty-two pound. Uh, lower. Lower. Correct. Uh, and now just to give you what it is, it's actually inside. It's just, it's a broken up, stuffed toy of a unicorn. So it's like you pull it out and it's right. different pieces to a unicorn. Um, it's like it's like in a can of what looks like kind of food or whatever. So, uh, yeah. how much do you think then? If it's lower than twenty-two pound, how much do you think that would have been? £13. Oh, just off. £10. I think you've got about eight points so far, by the way. Mm. Um, next, then. So that's the uh, unicorn meat. Uh, a mug to drink out of that you've got to assemble yourself out of Lego. Higher or lower than £10? Higher. Higher. Incorrect. <laughs> so how much do you think? Mm, seven pounds. Seven pounds. 
Well done. You're on nine. Okay, so a set of brainwave-controlled cat ears. Apparently, the ears' movements are controlled by your emotions. Okay, so it's like some ears that you put on and you put headphones on and I think you've got like a mouthpiece and the ears move depending on your emotions and so on. Okay, so how much? Higher or lower than eight pounds? I think this is the kind of thing that people will buy um, and, pay, and pay money for because stuff like that, people are happy to spend money on it. So I'm going to say higher. Well done. And how much do you reckon? I would actually like to make the point that surely it is a complete and a lot of rubbish, but um, <laughs> I think I think people will pay eighteen pounds for that. Okay, are you ready for this one? Seventy-one pounds. Really? Seventy-one pounds. Okay. Next one then. A vodka-scented candle, higher or lower than seventy-one pounds? Lower that one, surely. Unless it's massive. Correct. Well done. How much exactly? Lower than seventy-one. For depends vodka scented kind of candle? candle? Really, depends what kind of candle it is, but I think maybe 25 quid. I think you, I think you can spend quite a lot of money on some of these Woodwick candles and whatever. It's not a bad guess. It's £32. Um, but what do you think of vodka scented candle? How, how would you imagine that being? Well, I'd imagine it would smell like vodka in all honesty, but then vodka doesn't really have much of a smell, a smell to it, does it? Apparently not. So, anyway. Um... Six, number is that, 16. Is, is that an indication that might be the one that you've made up? <laughs> I, I wasn't saying anything. I was just wondering what the smell might be like. Next then, number 16. An insulting potato kit. This is a bunch of wires and some sort of monitor that you stick into and strap onto any potato, and then the potato basically starts to fire insults at you. Um, so how much would this have been? Higher or lower than £32? Pounds? Um, well, it's got to be technology. Don't it? More, higher. It's going to be higher. Lower. So if it's lower than £32, how much are you going to go for? Oh, wait, must only be £21. It's, uh, it was actually thirty £29. I think you thought, you thought I had said something different then, didn't you? Did you think I said... Thir- anyway, it doesn't matter. So, uh, next, number 17. Beer, bacon and wasabi-flavoured sweets. Higher or lower than £32 for the vodka-scented candle? Um. Hang on, well, hang on, well, we got lost here. It wasn't vodka scented candle. What was the last oh, one there? Oh, sorry, uh, the insulting potato kit at £29. Uh, I'm going to say lower. So you think lower? Correct, well done. Uh, and what about, uh, how much is the price? If it's lower than £29, how much do you think it's going to be? I think it's only going to be cheap, so I think it's only going to be £7. Wrong. £15. Next then, <laughs> I'm getting there now, number 18, inflatable breakfast for a swimming pool, which includes an inflatable egg float and inflatable bacon float, higher or lower than £15 sweets. Be sounds bacon, quite expensive, really. Yeah. I mean, so I'm going to say, there's quite a few floats there, so I'm going to say it's going to be more than that. I mean, obviously, some of these items are, but yeah, I'm going to say higher. Well done. You're on 13 points, by the way. Um, how much exactly then do you think? If it's higher than £15, how much do you think it's going to be? The uh, the inflatable breakfast for swimming pool, which includes inflatable egg float and inflatable bacon float. £29. And you would be incorrect. Not far off. £23. Number 19 then. World's largest gummy bear, which is equivalent to 1,400 bears. And that's gummy bears, not actual bears. <laughs> Um, higher or lower than £23? Higher. You think higher? Yeah. Correct. 
can pick it up for £15, or you could have at the time. Um, oh. So there you go. Uh, how much do you... Oh, I've already told you the answer, so we're not going to do that yeah. one. Sorry, Fisher. Final one, 15. then. Number 20, Marilyn Monroe's costume for your dog. Uh, Higher or lower than £15? I think dog clouds. Uh, people spend a lot of money on the dogs, so I'm going to say it's going to be higher. Well done, yeah. How much exactly do you think if it's higher than £15? 21 quid. Well done. 23 pounds. So you got there just just oh. in there. So yeah. So you finished then for share with 15 points. I'm not exactly sure how many uh, you, you you would have been able to get. I think you probably maybe just scraping half marks possibly. Possibly. Well, think, but you've well, got some bonus points to get now. So well, which of those it's out of 39, isn't it? Uh if there's 20 questions. Four, yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah, true. So, yeah, see about, about halfway, yeah. But you can pick up some bonus points here, Fisher, because I asked you at the start, which of those items was completely made up and which of them do you think is no longer on sale? Which one's made up? I think the nonce, the thing the way you don't sweat. You think that's made up? Yeah, I think that's made up. Sorry, missed out on your bonus point there. And what about, uh, before I tell you the answer, what about the one that's not on sale anymore? Uh, well, I think another one that sounds fairly implausible to me is the world's largest gummy bear. The world's largest gummy, gummy bear. No, no bonus points for you, Fisher. So the item that was made up was the Christmas-scented dog poo. Oh, that was wow. completely made up. I thought you might go for the candle, the vodka candle, because, yeah, that's an odd one, because vodka, vodka hasn't really got a smell, really. Mm. It's a very kind of, like, fumey smell, if anything. It's not really got that much yeah. of a smell. Um and the one that's not on sale anymore is the insulting potato kit. So really? I, uh, I, had to actually, I had to actually make up that price because I couldn't find the price for it because it was just no longer on sale, but it was an item, a real item. So there you go. The, so have, she, any, have she, you given you any... Ma- ma- you made up a price, but you still might be wrong for it. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was the higher or lower, though, weren't it, that, that you were getting the points for? As well as getting the price as well. <laughs> Anyway, have you got any Christmas ideas there? From any, is there anything that, off that list that you'd like as a gift? Anything that you do like the sound of? Not, not particularly at all, honestly. But we've had that many. I can't quite remember what was you, uh, what was what. Do you eat nuts? What's the, what's the, sorry, what was that? Do you, do you eat nuts? I do, but I don't need a, a, a nine-inch yoda to <laughs> crack my nuts with. What's the strangest thing you've bought on Black Friday then, Jimba? I don't think I've really bought anything strange, really. Possibly maybe fancy dress costumes. We getting close well, to Christmas, maybe. Uh, well, I, t- I, I did. I did once, and this this was in the early days. I managed to get. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to tell you. You're not going to tell me what you got. No. Is it a present for me? No. Maybe I might use it as a show and tell item one day. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I suppose the other question then could be: Have you ever bought anything that seems very unusual to get a Black Friday offer on? Uh, no, not particularly. I don't think. Uh, no, I, I got something a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, it was it was a very bespoke item. It was, um, you know, if you're in, what you, what you can do is if you're if you live in a certain place, you can get an ordnance survey map of where you live. You can you go on the ordnance survey map, yep. type your postcode in, and it'll give you a map with your postcode being the centre of that location. Uh, and I ordered some of those from some family members who live that live a bit sort of out in the countryside. Um, there's a lot of kind of walking place you can do around that and we ordered some order and survey maps for them um, and it, we got a Black Friday deal on that which I thought was a bit strange surely you, you either want one of these maps or you don't <laughs> and, and bear in mind they, they print them to order it's not as though they've got a big bank of stock that they're trying to get rid of so I thought it was a very strange thing yeah. to do 
That is uh, odd. Um, yeah. Also, I've seen it before with um, kind of bespoke um, kit for certain places that you can only buy it from one place that have also had offers on as well, which mm. seems a bit strange to me. But yeah, there we go. That is a bit strange. Um, I did see during while I was doing the research for this quiz um, that one of the items because um, this article, one of the articles that I found that was talking about these weird Black Friday sale items was from I think last Christmas, and they'd put in the article that weirdly. In 2018, Amazon were uh, they'd put an offer on some ma- face coverings, face masks that only let oh. so much filtration through, and so on. And that was in 2018. Don't want to be, a, don't want to make out to be a conspiracy theorist, but did Amazon know about this? Who knows? I don't know. It's... But you'd be uh... laughing if you was one of those few people who thought, you know what? I'm look at this, look at this offer. I'm gonna get them. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, um, somebody will. Have. As I, and if if you had bought one early doors, then obviously you could have been in line to actually get a PPE contract to supply these <laughs> to the rest of the country, given your knowledge and expertise on the subject. Exactly. Um, particularly if you owned a pub near Matt Hancock, for example. Um, it's, are you making a suggestion that Amazon made the whole thing up and as a result, Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, has become the richest man in the world? I'm not going to say oh, yeah, that. Yeah, sorry, he has become the richest man in the world. Fisher, do you know we're going to get shot if you're, not, uh, if you're not careful what we say? Could be. That'd, that'd be a hell of a way to end Our, our podcast will no longer be available on Amazon Music. Oh, I forgot we're on that. <laughs> uh, there we go. So thank you very much for that question. No worries. Good. I suppose just a reminder, um, we've been talking about Good Friday, uh, Good Friday, sorry, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Uh, shop local. Try and support yeah. local uh, and small business where you can. Can you not remember the Black Friday agreement? Where it's... Um, but... <laughs> Go on, can you keep going? No, I was going to say, can you not remember the Black Friday agreement where Tony Blair sort of bought really cheap items to Northern Ireland? <laughs> so I said, yeah... Let's, let's get everyone some really cheap products and we'll bring you big discounts on the Black Friday agreement and we'll bring you cheap products. Eventually, you'll get really cheap items on the internet. There we go. Um, thank you for listening to us today and watching us. If you've been watching live or whatever or however you've been taking this in, whether you're in your car, whether you're in the office, working from home, whatever you're doing, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Tweet us at Waste of Webspace. Wasteofwebspace.co.uk is our um, website address. Facebook as well, Waste of Webspace. There's Instagram, there's everything, and keep an eye on our website, wasteofwebspace.co.uk, because on Tuesday, Advent Calendar Day, first day, we're going to be starting to put our videos out there. Short little video snippets. Uh, they'll be packed full of unuseful information and stupid jokes. But anyway, it'll be quite fun, won't it, Fisher? We've got some good plans. Well, we haven't. We've uh, got to plan it, but anyway. We've got no plans at all at the moment, <laughs> but we'll, we'll do it. There we go. So, yeah. Thank you very much, Jimbo. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone.